Welcome to In the Spotlight, a chance to get to know the financial services practice group team at Barry Dunn. I'm Susan Weber. And I'm Brooke Wells. Fellow team members and hosts of the series. And today we are very pleased to have Principal Rob Smalley join us. Hi, Rob. Hey, thank you for having me. It's great to be on the podcast. Well, we're really happy to have you with us today, Rob. And to kick us off, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, your role at the firm, you know, anything that comes to mind. Yeah, happy to. Well, I'm an auditor and a consultant, uh, principal and 20-year vet at Barry Dunn. I'm also the practice group leader for the Financial Services Practice Group, and I work in our governmental accounting and auditing space. Uh, let me tell you, working in both those spaces of financial services and governmental brings me great joy and fulfillment. I feel really lucky to have sort of found the passion for working in those spaces really early. Uh, what appeals to me now is the same thing that appealed to me then. The, these institutions support their communities in ways that no other organizations can. Mm -hmm. um, in many ways, community banks are really the backbone of our communities. They, you know, if you think about the way they came together during the pandemic to support mm -hmm. their communities through the PPP loan program. I mean, that's just one great example of the difference they've made um, to the people's lives and really their livelihoods. Uh, in summary, uh, it continues to be a great privilege to partner with so many great organizations and work really, really hard to find ways to support them in the way that they uh, live their missions. So you've been in financial services for a long time. How did you actually get into accounting? Uh, you know, I've gotten that question <laughs> a lot over the years. <laughs> a lot of college visits and a lot of high school um, kind of tours and visits through whether through recruiting or just a promotion of the of the profession. I've heard a lot of other folks answer to that question um, pretty typically. You know, they, they found a high school class or they had a family friend that uh, was in accounting and kind of guided them down that path. Uh, my story's not like that at all. <laughs> you know, growing up in the 80s uh, in a family with sort of less than meager means, I wanted to work on Wall Street. You know, I wanted to be a stockbroker. You know, all, the greed is good and all that. Um, so at UMaine, I, I'm in the business program. I've got no goal to enter the accounting profession at all. Um, you know, like a lot of people during that time and, and, and really now, my perception of a CPA was really, it involved a, a bunch of folks with you know, sort of green light shades, you know, no personalities, <laughs> just crunching numbers all day in a, in a big room. Um, fortunately, I showed a little aptitude for accounting in my sort of the required classes. And I had some amazing professors that were persistent and kind of opening my eyes to, you know, kind of what the profession really is all about and how important it is to the community and, and what a profession it really is. Um, and so, from there, I was kind of off and running. Uh, I took advantage of an opportunity to take an internship at Barry Dunn. I got exposure to, to, to some really important people, not only in my career, but my life. Um, folks like Tracy Harding, who was mm -hmm. um, head, of, head of QA, quality assurance at the firm, but also the AICPA Auditing Standards Board Chair. Renee Bishop, who's our current audit and tax team um, COO, 
and 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 other folks like Janice Latulip, who just recently retired, and really was the driving force for the growth in our financial services practice group for many years. Um, it, it was sort of their leadership that really kind of hooked me, that that sort of cemented the accounting profession for me. Um, with that said, that perception that I talked about is still a kind of a constant battle for us, right? Mm-hmm. I've got two middle school girls. Um, <laughs> they want to be lawyers because <laughs> they watch some stuff on Netflix and the courtroom drama seems really cool. Um, a few years ago when they were younger, they wanted to be doctors because their favorite cartoon was Doc McStuffins. Um, <laughs> so we just don't have a lot of representation in the media. And yeah. I, I, you know, I'm glad and, and proud to work with a firm that spends so much time and effort investing in sort of the promotion of the profession and then also promoting it as an avenue for young people to kind of lift themselves up you know, mm-hmm. to enter the profession, have really successful careers and make a really important difference in their lives. So really important stuff, um, kind of a long-winded answer about it, but a, a pretty untypical route, I would say. No, it's great. And I, and I think what we've learned um, as we've done this series is uh, it is no one person necessarily began aspiring to be an accountant. It was sort of they got into the profession in all kinds of really amazing and interesting ways. And um, there does seem to be a theme around attorneys, though. So that's kind of an interesting one. We'll have to think about that for another time. But anyway, I know, Rob, you're involved in a lot of other types of projects and work. Um, is there anything else that you want to sort of speak to? I mean, you're our fearless leader in financial services practice but group but you know are there any other aspects that you wanted to highlight today yeah that's that's a great question on the government side i'm really blessed to have the opportunity to lead some some audits for some wonderful organizations mm-hmm. you know the community college system for new hampshire in maine for example um outside of that auditing work i work with teams to consult on you know kind of auditing and tax matters, as well as some grant work. We're doing a lot of work to help people navigate the ARPA funds, for example. Um, I have to say, this work is really rewarding. It's not only for us, but really all the parties involved. I I think very often as governments work to fulfill their responsibilities, these these real gaps can be created um, Mm -hmm. and and they kind of hinder their mission a lot. Whether it's knowledge gaps or, you know, kind of talent gaps because of the hiring restrictions that can be in place or just the the struggle for talent, these gaps can create, you know, issues for these entities in terms of accounting or any control issues. And and those things can kind of plague them for years, if not addressed. My teams often serve as the solution for those things and relieve a lot of that long-term pain. And so it's just it's just really great work kind of all around. Wow, seems like you're really involved in a lot of different roles within different industries. Looking specifically at banking, um, are there any common themes or struggles that financial institutions are facing? Boy, <laughs> I do. I get variations of this question quite a bit, and it's and it's an important one. Bankers are faced with a lot of challenges. Um, it's an inst- industry that. It really faces constant change. They can feel like they're constantly under attack, which in some ways they are. There are regulatory pressures. There are challenges and opportunities surrounding, you know, fintechs most recently, the cost of compliance burden for them, the battle for talent, 
changes to the interest rate environment, what the Fed's doing to raise rates at an, a historic rate, liquidity challenges. I mean, understanding and navigating ESG, that environmental and social social governance, that can, that's, that's an opportunity, but it can also be a little bit of a struggle. Um, understanding and addressing accounting changes, like CECL, this is a big deal in the banking industry now. Um, you know, that list can go on and on. Um, but for items like that last item, that's where I think I'm really proud of the way our t team supports our clients. It's, you know, it's a commitment to, to excellence, both in the technical competence area, but also having a culture of knowledge sharing, um, which I believe provides tremendous value to our clients. So, you know, those things take a strong commitment to helping people and a significant investment in our people. But, you know, I have to say, like with anything, it's a lot easier if you if you really love what you're doing. Well, you know, in the time that I've known you, Rob, like that, that is the one thing that I would say really stands out to me is just how much you absolutely love this. You know, all of the aspects that you mentioned and and all of the folks that you get to work with and through. So I think it's great. Outside of work, though, what do you do for fun? Where could we find you outside of work? Um, well, a big sports fan. Um, big Celtics fan and basketball fan in general. That started really early for me, um, kind of watching, you know, that, that 86 Celtics team with my dad mm -hmm. um, playing basketball in the 90s, which, you know, a lot of folks would consider one of the best if they if thought the best era in basketball. Um, I still play in an old man league <laughs> here where I live in Hudson, New Hampshire. Um, we have a lot of fun. <laughs> That's great. My real passion, though, it, it's for coaching. My, I mentioned I have two middle school girls. They're involved in a lot of things, um, music and drama. And, and But the thing that I like to engage with them the most is, is really uh, what they do on the sports field or court. Um, the thing with me is it's, um, it's not about winning. It's about mm -hmm. being a great teammate and being involved in um, helping a group of girls figure that out, that, you know, success comes through being a great teammate and developing those skills, you know, improving on something takes discipline and practice. And for them to see that in action is amazing. And I'm really just incredibly proud of that. You know, it's not that much different than what we do here as leaders, you know, Barry Dunn and, and then the financial services practice group, you know, cultivating that environment of trust where we collaborate with each other and, you know, have a lot of fun um, and support each other and teammates. It's, it's just incredibly important. Well, Rob, thank you so much. It was fun getting to shine the spotlight on you today. Before we go, are you ready for a quick accounting joke? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> ready? Are you know. ever are, are you ever ready for an right. accounting joke, Rob? That's really the question. <laughs> it's going to come anyway. <laughs> Boom. All right. What do actuaries do to liven up their office party? Actuaries, boy. <laughs> I can't imagine there's anything they can do. <laughs> <laughs> they invite an accountant. Oh, <laughs> oh <Love it>. wah, <laughs> wah. <laughs> that's awesome. I well, that's great. Well, I guess on that note. Oh, it, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's <laughs> no way I can let this podcast come to an end without thanking both of you. 
for the wonderful job you've done on this podcast, but not not just this one, but all of them. You guys are tremendous hosts. I'm really, really proud of all the work you've done. It's just incredible job. And thank you from everybody in the group. Aw, that's Thanks. so nice. Thank you, Brooke. <laughs> thank <laughs> that's you, great. <laughs> I love it. Well, we really appreciate you saying that, Rob. And, and thank you to everyone for joining us and be on the lookout for more of your favorite professionals in the spotlight. Thank you.